Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God the Father who created us, God the Son who redeems us and saves us from our sin, and God the Holy Spirit who sanctifies us, makes us holy, and keeps us in the one true faith to life everlasting. Amen. Christ is risen. Risen indeed. Hallelujah. But it just came so quick, didn't it? I mean, I was, I would be lying to you if I said that I'm all the way there on this Tuesday morning after Easter. Yeah, it was there Sunday and I celebrated shouting, Christ is risen, he is risen indeed, hallelujah. But it just came so quick. I mean, it was just Friday that our Lord our Savior, He died. He really died. Did Easter come too quick for you? Were you able to grieve our Lord's death? Or maybe the better question would be, did you enter into any stage of grief at all? Or were your eyes fixed on Easter morning throughout the weekend? My wife and I were watching a movie a couple weeks ago, and it was just about that, the stages of grief. The film is called Love Happens. And in this film, Dr. Burke Ryan loses his wife in a tragic accident. And as a testament to that event that brought so much anguish, that brought so much pain into his life, he vowed to go around and help people through their stages of grief. He wrote a book. He held many workshops weeks at a time to help people get over their shock of death and to go to some form of acceptance. He walked with people through stages of grief, as maybe some of you know, denial, anger, bargaining with oneself, depression, all leading up to maybe some form of acceptance. He didn't get there himself. I encourage you to watch that movie as I'm not able to do the plot justice this morning. But he went through this depression and he got to the point where he could have some sort of acceptance through those stages of grief. So I ask you the question again. Did you grieve our Lord's death? on that Good Friday and Saturday? Did any of these stages of grief confront you over the weekend? Or was this weekend like any other weekend? I mean, going to Good Friday service for me was great. Being able to see the reenactment 
of our Savior's passion and death. But Friday night was far from a grieving night for me. I found myself soon after the service going and hanging out with friends, telling jokes, talking about how life is going, talking about how school is going, talking about how close call day is. No mention of Jesus' death. And Saturday? Well, Saturday was like any other Saturday. Waking up late, relaxing on the couch, although this year had a little anticipation because the final four games were that night. But no mention of Jesus' death. I think it's safe to say that on Saturday, we were not denying that Jesus really died or angry at Jesus for not coming down from that cross or bargaining with ourselves, recalling all the amazing things that Jesus had done before the events that took place. I think it's easy to say that we weren't locked in our house, depressed, because our Lord and Savior had just been stricken, smitten, and afflicted. No, that's probably not how our weekend was. But it was somebody's. As we read through the Gospels, as we look, as we peek into Luke 24 here today, we see the disciples locked in a room, grieving for their Lord, fearful of what their lives might become. This wasn't just any other. Saturday, weekend, or Tuesday for them. It was a time of fierce grieving. It was a time of disbelief, a time of doubt, a time that they would try to work towards some sort of acceptance that Jesus Christ, their Lord, was gone. Gone forever. But news and people just kept interfering with these stages. The women on Sunday, the Emmaus disciples yesterday, and well today, today capped it all off. Because as they were grieving, as they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. Of course they thought they saw a spirit. This could not be the real Jesus. They themselves saw with their own eyes, arrested and taken from them in the garden. They heard about his grueling death. Some of them even got to witness it. They knew that he was dead and buried. This could not be the real Jesus. Troubled and doubting in their grief, Jesus speaks to them again. See my hands and my feet, that it is I, myself. Touch me 
and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. Wow. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Just as it is, always is with Jesus, right? Perfect timing in the sense that he didn't allow his disciples to work towards, to work towards to some form of acceptance that he was gone forever. But rather, he stood in their midst and showed them that amongst their grief, amongst their doubt, amongst their disbelief, love happens. As he shows them the scars of death that now give life. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. In the sense that Jesus doesn't allow us to work towards some form of acceptance that he is gone forever. But rather, he stands in our midst, showing us amongst our sins, amongst our doubts, amongst our routine lives that cast him away all too often, that love happens. Love happens when he gives us his word. Love happens when he gives us his true body and his true blood. Love happens when he opens up our eyes of faith to see those scars of death that now give life. Love happens when our Lord speaks to us peace to you. And we stand here today marveling as the disciples did, in that peace, in that grievous joy of our Savior Jesus' death and resurrection that happened to give us love, that happened to give us life, that happened to give us forgiveness. And we stand here today with our minds opened to the scriptures so that we may touch, so that we may see, so that we may hear that Christ is not gone forever, but rather Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen.